0: What's going on? Welcome back to the My Little Eater podcast. So, I am having quite the couple weeks, I would say. I am just working overtime. I feel like I haven't had a break. I feel like everything's piling up. I feel like I just can't get ahead. My to do list is huge. And I'm sure this isn't a foreign concept for many of you. I know as parents, this is like a very, very common feeling. And I have periods of time where I go through these moments in these months, maybe if I'm lucky, more like a week where I feel like I am on top of things, like I've gotten things organized and I've got the energy and blah, 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 blah. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, life has kicked me in the butt and I don't know how to recover from this and I can't breathe and I can't sleep. And how am I going to survive? So what I want to talk to you about today, it's been on my mind because, again, of what I've been kind of going through, and I want to talk to you about the value of a mom's time and how to make more use of it. Because as I was really thinking and pondering this like situation, I know I've gotten myself out of this situation before, and of course things have gotten way easier as my kids have gotten older, but I know I've done certain things that I just felt like at the time were too big of an investment, or it wasn't worth it, or it was just too big of a move and unnecessary, and I would just keep dealing with this and I'll figure this out. It's going to make more sense as I talk about this, so listen in if this at all so far has resonated with you. I want you to first start thinking about all the different roles that a mom does in the run of a day. So let's think. She is a full-time cook. She is a cleaner. She's a teacher and a tutor. She helps her kids with their education at home. She's a psychologist and she manages their emotions and she connects with them daily and attends to their emotional needs. She's a nutritionist and she's researching and she's figuring out how to balance plates and how to balance diets. She's an office manager and she fills out paperwork and forms from preschools and daycares and schools and pays bills maybe, and then she schedules appointments, and she is a driver, and she takes kids to birthday parties and schedule activities, and she's a coach, and she takes them to sports activities. (laughs) She's like a daycare teacher. You know, I could go on and on and on. You guys know what I'm talking about. And the craziest thing is the role of a mom is she doesn't necessarily do every single one of these things 100% of the time, but the craziest thing is that she has to learn how to do the most important tasks and roles within each one of these jobs and then somehow meld them all together and constantly switch from one job to the other, to the other, to the other, to create the superwoman that can do it all. And it just requires such a diverse set of skills and it requires that you have to know and brush up on all the major pieces of info and continually update yourself with the new information that's always coming out with every single one of these job descriptions. So, I don't know if that tired you out. I tired me out just saying this. I don't know if it tired you out listening to that, but there is nothing worse than somebody trying to insinuate that you just, quote-unquote, stay at home all day and that other people have to go outside of the home and do real work. Like, Seriously clearly, anybody who would say something like that to you has never actually done any of the work of a stay-at-home mom. Or let me just clarify that this is also the same job that would be entailed for a stay-at-home dad. So really, any stay-at-home parents, I am talking to you. And any parent in general, because I've done both, and I gotta say, I... Love the experience of freeing my mind when I'm at work and like escaping home life and changing the environment, but the work that has to be done at home is still there. So it just piles up almost double. So they're both extremely, extremely hard. And so I wanted to know, okay, what would the salary be for a full-time stay-at-home parent? How much would he or she get paid to do this crazy amount of work? If this job went out on the market today, What would we be paying for their salary? And so I did a little bit of digging, and according to salary.com in 2019, that's the latest version of this I could find, a mom's salary is said to be $178,201. That's crazy. And also, probably not even as accurate as it should be, I'd say jack that up a little bit. But surveys say that the average number of hours that a stay-at-home moms actually work is more than 90 hours per week. I know you guys totally are like, "Yep. Uh-huh." nodding your head cuz I know this is true for pretty much any mom. Um so for moms who are working outside of the home, listen to this. So in addition to obviously, you know, continuing their job at home with momming and doing all that stuff, their estimated salary for what they do at home is about $123,000 per year which I guess kind of makes sense since they're not with them during the day but also I just feel like you just have to make that stuff up after work so I don't really know if it should be less but anyway so you would take that and then you would add that to the amount that they're working outside of the home and that would be their salary. So I mean this is all kind of fun and games but also a really good check-in and good perspective to take because It's the most rewarding job being a parent, we all know that, but it's damn exhausting and your value is worth so much. This is where I really want to dig into today is like the value that we hold as a parent and all the work that we do is just worth so much. And that's just when things are running smoothly. So all the hours we put in, let's say that I just talked about, that doesn't include the time we spend stressing about things going wrong or problems that we're having when, say, we're up all night trying to plan and we're trying to think through different situations and scenarios that we have to tackle the next day to ensure that our kids, you know, are getting what they need. So it's just a lot of hours. And in order to do any of these jobs in a decent way, like I said before, we've got to do a lot of research. So if you're to think of the typical work week where people only work eight hours a day, a mom would be paid $85.67 per hour. Now, since technically we're spending over 90 hours a week working, that will dilute it to an hourly wage of $38.08. So, okay, fine. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Although... Think of it really as a $85 per hour mark because that's how other people are working. So anyway, here's why this matters so much. Going back to the value of a mom and in a mom's time. So I know from building my own business, I have learned that one of the most valuable things that I can do is to determine what is my value to this business, what is my time worth, and make sure that anything that I'm doing is worth that time. This is the way to actually drive my business forward, and this is the way to keep things manageable and get all the things that I need done while still enjoying my time and in, in my business and making money. So, for example, if let's just say my time is worth $100 an hour then I should only be doing $100 an hour tasks. So if answering emails is something that I can pay someone else to do for $15 an hour then it makes the most financial sense to hire someone to do those tasks. So that those 10 hours a week that I typically spend answering emails which would be worth thousand dollars per week can be used to produce maybe more sales or more content or direction or vision for the company or just something that's going to bring in more money than me wasting $100 an hour on answering emails. So this is the concept of opportunity cost. Now, it's going to make sense why I'm talking about this to you today on this podcast. Now, if you take this one step further, you can further determine your value by doing something like this. So think about this. If you had an hour of free time, would you be willing to give up that hour of free time for your wage? In other words, let's go with that $100 an hour example. Would you be willing to give up one hour of free time for $100? Now, maybe that's a yes, maybe that's a no. All that depends on how much time you have and how much money you currently have. But why I'm talking to you about opportunity cost today is because I want you to take the same principle and apply it to your life as a mom. If your time, according to let's say just those simple surveys, is worth $38 an hour at the very low end, what things are you doing that are wasting your time or wasting that money that you can just be rid of? So think of all the hours that you spend stressing around feeding. Let's just focus it on that right now since obviously this podcast is around feeding. So think about how much time you spend Googling what food do I start with or what do I do when my toddler refuses to eat or what are healthy meal ideas or how do I get my child to eat X, Y, Z or how do I serve X, Y, Z and you know the list goes on. I want you to count to yourself right now as you're listening to this episode How many times a day you jump on Google looking for the answer to a feeding question? Okay, got that? Now, how many nights do you stay awake and wonder about, you know, this or that when it comes to your child's feeding? How many hours might you stay up at night and think about this stuff? Okay, now, next question is, how many meals have felt miserable or hopeless or draining or stressful? In general, I just want you to think how many hours a day do you spend stressing about feeding your child? So if you answered all those in your head, good for you, because this is going to help you. So if you could add up all that time and all that energy that you spend right now focused on questions and wondering if you're doing things correctly, how many hours per week total are you spending? All right, now I want you to think one step further. What would I do with those extra hours? So if I had maybe one or two or five extra hours in my week that I didn't have to spend Googling or searching or stressing or wondering about, you know, all these things, what would I do with that time? How would my life be different? How would I show up for my kids? And how would I show up for myself? questions here guys really really think about this this is going to be so helpful this is what I have been doing recently like I said at every period of time when I come across these stressful times in my life I stop and I think about this stuff and I'm able to solve it so let's just keep going here one step further would you be willing to give up one hour of your free time now as a mom for 38 dollars If your answer is no, then you are in need of looking at new ways to free up a bit more time because that one hour right now is so precious to you and the value of your time is worth so much more than what you produce by doing one extra little thing. Or you may need to just spend that time in a way that is equally valuable to your free time, or in other words, equally valuable to that $38 an hour. So, I mean, there's a few different ways of thinking about this, but a lot of times we see the price of something that could help us in our lives to make things easier, to solve a problem, as just being too expensive and not worth the outcome. So many of us think, well, I can just research this on my own, or I can just figure this all out on my own. But again, back into the context of feeding, if you're going into three meals a day, two snacks per day, so that's five times at least per day when you're feeling stressed or battling or wondering about things, and you know that your time is worth $38 an hour, or more importantly, that your time spent enjoying mealtime with your child is much more valuable than your time spent stressing. Who could you delegate this problem to for less than your time is worth? How could you end this problem once and for all so that you can either be more efficient with your time or just enjoy your life with your child in a better way? If you could purchase a course or a program or seek extra help, for example, my baby-led feeding course, it's $59, which gives you every single thing you need to know about feeding your baby from 6 to 12 months of age. Plus, it gives you lifetime access to a support group where you can have guidance from a dietitian and experts at the tip of your fingers. Okay. Is that a smart investment that will free you up for more or is it not worth it? If you spend any more than one and a half hours total, total, between 6 and 12 months of age researching about your baby's eating, well, guess what? You've already made up that difference with the purchase of the course. If you spend any more than that, then you're wasting your time and energy by not getting it. Okay, does this concept make sense now? So the same thing goes with my feeding toddlers course. At $79, you would just justify this by spending only two hours of time searching, asking, researching, questioning, stressing from the time that they are one year old to the time that they are eight years old. Literally, over seven years, you're only spending two hours of time searching then you're definitely covering your butt and giving yourself literally hundreds, hundreds of hours back that you can swap out for happy times because we know it's way more than two hours over seven years. It's probably like 500 or 700 hours or something like that. And you're giving yourself more time not only for those happy times, but for times to do something that you never found the time to do before. Something that maybe you used to do, but you couldn't do for so long. You know, that sparks you joy in your life or again, just for stress-free moments where you can just sit and enjoy yourself or your child. I can't tell you how many times I see a familiar name pop up in my messages, a name that I remembered from a year ago or two years ago where they were struggling with their child's eating or not knowing what to do or not feeling confident around it. So they asked me questions. And then a year later, they messaged me with a similar concern because they never got it resolved at the time. And then maybe another year after that, there's another message, another indication that they're still stuck in that spot. And I always think to myself, what if they had just made that leap to purchase a course or again, any other service or delegate something that would allow them to finally be done with this and have this problem resolved in that initial moment. What if they had all the time now to feel good that their child's being fed healthily and that they're growing well and that they feel at peace? You know, they wouldn't be dealing with this right now. They would have so much extra time back in their lives and so many more stress-free moments. And I just yearn for that for people. I also hear sometimes people saying, I can find all this information online. I can search the blogs, I can search the free content, and I can get the same information that's inside of the course. Okay, well, that's partly true. I mean, first of all, you're not going to get the same information. You're going to get information that's different from one person or resource to another. And you're going to find that it can get very confusing figuring out which source is correct or more trustworthy. And that confusion and that time that you're going to spend trying to decipher which is right and who should you listen to and the confusion that you're going to feel it might not be worth it when you can spend $59 for My Little Eater course, let's say, or from anyone else that you trust to give you that information that's needed for you to safely and healthily and confidently feed your child. But in addition to that, going back to time, you can, yes, spend hours upon hours upon hours trying to research every detail and piece together every blog post or every Instagram post and still never make true sense of it all in the right way or in the right order. So there's something to be said about having the trusted information you need laid out in a way that's easy to follow, that is mapped out for you, and that will take you from step A to step Z in the fastest and most efficient way possible, because that's really what we all need right now, right? We're not looking for these long, long journeys and trips, and again, getting degrees and like a whole bunch of different topics here as moms. We need the fastest and most efficient way to get our goals achieved. And you know what? You may be able to do it all. Maybe you do have the time right now and maybe all your priorities are balanced and there's no need for you to have to worry about saving time or perhaps you don't worry that much about food and the outcomes of how you feed your child or you might have the time to do the things that spark you joy. And if that's the case, Great for you. Like seriously, I am so happy for you. But you really just do have to consider whether you do have more time than money or more money than time. So everyone's situation is gonna be different, but you should also consider, you know, how much you like or dislike the process as it is, and what trade-offs are you willing to make. I'm not saying you have to do this in every area of your life, but in those areas where you're struggling and maybe you don't like it, or you don't have the time, or you're just not succeeding. This is probably something you want to think about. And if you decide, again, that things are working for you as it is, that's great. You might not need a course or a program or anything that will do that work for you. You've got it figured out. But for most of us out there, especially thinking back to how many hours a day we spend doing the job of a mom and all that it entails and how we're expected to be experts in sleep and feeding and education and home organization and cooking and cleaning and in every single area that we're spread across, we're overwhelmed. And if we could just look at the value of our time as a mom and if we could find areas where we can delegate, where it makes sense for us because we can do so much more and better things or, you know, just be happier with those hours that we save by delegating or finding a one-time total fixed solution to a problem that we're having then we can all live happier lives. Because at the end of the day, nobody else, nobody else can replace you in connecting with your child, in spending time with your child, in forming memories with your child, in bonding with your child, in coaching your child, in inspiring your child. That's where your value lies. That is where you should be really ultimately spending the most of your time. That's where you can't even put a price on the value of your time. You know your time is more valuably spent being with your child or, equally as important by the way, being and doing things for yourself. But either way, doing things that only you can do that no one else can do for you. So look at what things there are that maybe you do now that aren't needed in your life that can be solved if you just look at things through a new lens, a new perspective, get somebody else to help you. And by regarding the job that you do as a high worth job, all of you moms and dads out there, you have the most high worth job out there that produces the most fruitful results. And that, at the end of the day, is something you can't put a price on. Okay, I hope that helps. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. If you found this episode helpful or this podcast in general helpful, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and leave a review. I read every single one, so if you have 30 seconds to spare, just do that and I will be forever grateful. Thank you so much for everything and for listening in, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye!